running a small business requires the ability to wear many hats. But it's one thing to put a hat on your head and another thing entirely to execute on wearing that hat well. One thing many small businesses don't know much about is doing their books, accounting, and eventually taxes. Today, we're going to talk about a subject nobody enjoys talking about. Well, unless you're an accountant, taxes, specifically small business tax deductions that you may or may not know about, as well as perfectly legitimate business expenses that you cannot deduct on this episode of The Business Buffet. Are you a business owner struggling with how to execute on social media? Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is what you need and will take place in Coeur d'Alene June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Visit smwcda.com for more details. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Good day and welcome to, or welcome back to the Business Buffet podcast. My name is Phil Anderson. With me is Ed Bejarana, but today we are not in the studio together. Ed, do you want to explain why we're not in the studio together? Well, good to see you, Phil. I, I am looking at <laughs> Phil via WebEx. We've got a conference going, but nope, I'm in the studio and Phil is at his home office. Well, because of uh, the coronavirus. Um, we, My wife and I both have kind of, uh, I have a heart condition. She has COPD. And so we've been hermits. We've been self-isolating just to stay away from the potential of catching that nasty bug. So, yeah, you know, we're I doing told, this remote. I, I told Shelly, nine months from today, we're going to have a whole uh, new uh, baby boomers, uh, you know, yeah. getting our nation. <laughs> and then somewhere around 2033, I think we'll call them the quarantines. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. Well, so anyway, how has your week gone? My week has gone fantastic. It's been busy. All of the businesses that are being shut down, I do a lot of websites for them. So I've been in, in uh, COVID-19 response mode, creating manners for which people can work from home and still do their jobs. But no, it's been a great week. How about you? Well, I, it's been a good week. I had a really good lunch on Wednesday. Of yeah. this week, yeah. Of last, well, lunch. I guess as as this as this comes out, it'll be Wednesday last week. But yes, right. we had lunch this week Wednesday. Do you know that thing lasts over two hours? I know. I know. Our lunch went over two hours. You talk like wow. Hour. Like, what do you think now. we call this? The not... buffet, the business buffet. <laughs> you know, you get me in a restaurant, and you just, you're just not going to pry me uh, away. I mean, I go to well, a Chinese all-you-can-eat buffet, and the owner kicks me out. You go home. You're too fat. <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's because I think I did do most of the talking. Ed's got like more French fries coming from Red Robin. And it's like, hey, I'm two lunches in right now. 
you, you probably want to stop talking and eat your burger. Right. So, uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Well, just full disclosure on this episode, neither Ed or myself are CPAs. Uh, however, I think Ed has more formal background when it comes to these sort of things. And I'm going to throw a disclaimer right now. Please check with a CPA or other tax advisor to optimize your deductions to understand how non-deductible items impact your taxes and financial statements and to keep our liability here at the business buffet nil and or none. So with that said, deductible business expenses absolutely help entrepreneurs with many of the costs of running a company. Um, business owners know that many expenditures can be written off, although there are many limits, uh, of course, the limits and timing to those expenditures. Uh, today, we're going to go over some common and perhaps not so common deductions small businesses can take. And then we'll talk about a few perfectly legitimate business expenses that you cannot take. And I'll get this out of the way again right now in response to Ed rolling his eyes when I said, hey, let's do this episode on tax deductions. It's super dry. We both understand that. Dry, boring conversation. But we're going to do our best to make it anything but dry and boring. I love a So. I really do. I really do love accounting. I, I just, I can't, I, I can flip over and look. Yep. Your nose is not growing. Okay. No, it's not, so maybe that's it's true. No, it's a, I don't like to <laughs> well, do it, but I love accounting. Sure. Yeah. You just like, you're a numbers person. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I love the numbers. Well, so uh, some stories that you know of businesses and we've all worked with business. You and I have worked with businesses. So we, we have some insight on this stuff. Uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff, but what are some stories that you know of businesses that were under fire for taking wrong deductions? Well, I, you know, I've talked about my friend, the fishing guide. Again, I don't want to name him because I know he's listening um, and he's not in business anymore. So it's not like I need to promote his business, but um, okay, good. yeah, he, he kind of got in trouble for deducting his boat. You know, while it, it, mm. it would seem like, well, he's a fishing guide. Of course he can deduct his boat. Yeah, n- not unless a majority of your income comes from the use of the boat. And that is not where the majority of his income came from. He had other resources that were coming in. So, you know, when when the fishing guide business number got put down on the return, um, it, it was significantly smaller than the other revenue sources that were coming in. So he, he kind of gotcha. got into trouble with that one. Um, let's see here. I had another friend who was in the fix and flip business. And Are these all former friends now that you, uh, you're telling me this, or you guys are still friends? We're still friends. I'm just not naming them. Oh, good. If anything disparaging, <laughs> they're not going to get mad at me <laughs> if I don't name them. Right? That's right. So, so the other friend. The other friend, fix and flipper. I forget what the items were he was trying to deduct, but it was basically tools. It was stuff that he was using that he considered essential for doing his job to prepare a house to be flipped. And uh, it was thousands and thousands of dollars. And he got in trouble because the IRS came back and said, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to let you do that. Well, thousands of people push their luck with the IRS every year. Some people try to put down their pets as dependents or regularly try to write off gym memberships or country club dues and, gosh, Ed, even weddings as business expenses. 
and others will go for more vanilla flavored tax fraud, like not writing down their real name on their return. Um, the IRS doesn't really laugh about this stuff. They can't process that return unless the information is correct. Right. Correct. And so, um, I did a little digging on a few, um, uh, maybe better known, uh, deductions gone wrong, I guess, or deductions gone right. Like ABBA, the band ABBA. I know you're a big ABBA fan. Oh yeah. Uh, knowing, knowing me, knowing you. Yeah. I'm not going to name any more because that'll show that I've actually listened to some ABBA songs. So I don't want that to get out there. Ruin my music reputation. Well, the, the music of um, Mamma Mia. I mean, I didn't listen to ABBA <laughs> when they were popular, but I, I went and saw the, the musical several times. It's, 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 they got catchy little hooks, but ABBA wore those really awful outfits on stage. Ever wonder why they did that? Maybe, maybe well, you do. Maybe two of the ABBA people were smoking hot and it highlighted their features. So you're talking about the females, yes? Yeah. Well, duh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just for the show that they did this stuff. In 2014, the band revealed that the Swedish tax code let them write off the costumes as a business expense. So long as they were, too ridiculous to be worn off stage. I don't know if you can do that anymore. I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't that would can, work now. No, I don't think that would work anymore. I mean, if you've seen some of the outlandish things um, that are that are worn out in public, oh my gosh. Um, here's another one. So, um, according to the IRS, thousands of filers down, you know, write down the wrong social security number on their return every year, making it the most common tax filing mistake in America. You think you'd get thousands that number more, right. Yeah, one would think, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Thousands more make basic math errors, put down the wrong filing status, write down the wrong address, or forget to sign their physical returns. And the funny thing is, the IRS doesn't just chuckle and say, silly taxpayers. Um, the IRS can't process an incomplete return. And if they catch you making small mistakes, they might just actually dig deeper for bigger ones. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah don't, don't get them upset, because then they find all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then of course this time of year, there's always these backroom uh, tax shop uh, tax shops that, that open up, right. Um, that whole industry, almost all of the tax preparation shops you see springing up around tax time are completely unregulated, but unregulated by the IRS. Uh, when the U S government accountability office went um, to in uh, when they went into these offices un, undercover and hired 19 of them during a 2014 study, only two of them ended up actually filing their taxes correctly. Oops. So they're they're Yeah, exactly. These are businesses that are just trying to take advantage of people. So, um, what are some of the business expenses Ed, that you were surprised to find out you could not deduct other than, uh, breakfast, dessert, lunch, dessert, Dinner, dessert, barbecue, or dessert. I don't think you got enough barbecues in there. But um, actually, I three times a year. Those those of you who listen here, you knew or who listen to our podcast, uh, know that I I threw barbecues and they were raging barbecues. Um, I, I use these barbecues as a way to grow my business. And, and honest honest to goodness, there would be a hundred people at my house for a barbecue. And people mm -hmm. were passing out business cards. It was a business networking event. It just so happened to be at my house. So 
because there was so many people, I decided to upgrade my barbecue and, and get the extra large big green egg. And Did you get deduct that, right? Well, I was hoping, but no, I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't deduct that $2,000 smoker, but uh, it sure smokes a heck of a meat, I tell you. So I actually had um, asked you a few minutes ago about some business stories, you know, businesses that were under fire for, for taking wrong deductions. I actually posted that question on my Facebook profile, um, exactly that, and got a couple of people that responded. Um, and no, and notice, I'm not using names or anything, but like small businesses will actually write off lots of things they shouldn't and just hope they don't get caught. Right. Uh, one of my friends was in the building industry and he just said, yeah, contractors, they'll do jobs at a discount when paid by cash and thus avoid, you know, avoid paying taxes and stuff. I had one friend said, uh, they worked for a guy who wanted this person to put the materials he bought with company funds to build a personal usage boat, going back to your boat story, right? As materials used by the company. Unfortunately, he wasn't a, uh, you know, a, a, a fishing, what, what did you call it? What did fishing he do? Fishing guide, right? He, yeah. Yeah, fishing guide, right? He, this was a neon sign manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least your friend has, um, come on, I actually yeah, have I mean, a guide company, right? Right, right, yeah. So I put together a little small list of, of um, non-deductions, since that's what we're kind of talking about right now. Um, you know, these are legit, legitimate business expenses that you cannot deduct, starting with the meals, which we've already gone over, right? Right. Um, 50, 50, 50% of meals are deductible in most cases, but not the whole meal. No, you know, uh, my you cardiologist, read- just as an aside there, you know, my cardiologist <laughs> yeah. would like me to cut my meals in half. So... <laughs> <laughs> so which 50% could you write off for him? Yeah. So, you know, you know, maybe I can write the other half off as a medical expense. Well, there you go. And there's a hundred percent. I think that adds up to a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm okay. not mistaken. I think we should put the disclaimer in there, right? Please check, yeah. oh, please yeah. check with a CPA or other tax advisor <laughs> to optimize your deductions, to understand how non-deductible items impact your taxes and financial statements, and to keep our liability here at the business buffet nil and or none. Perfect. Uh, this should keep us safe for at least up to this point of the episode. Um, more things you can't deduct. Clothing for work. Uh, commuting to and from work. Dues to a country club. Fines and penalties, gifts to business associates, customers, vendors, etc. That one actually really surprises me. And of course, entertainment costs, and that really sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, one deduction that is something every business owner should take advantage of is their vehicle expenses. In 2019, if you don't want to keep track of all those oil changes and tune-ups and repairs, you can deduct 58 cents per mile. Yes, you'll still have to keep track of your mileage. We're going to take a short break for an important message. But during that time, Ed, I want you to think about the pros and cons of using the 58 cents per mile general deduction versus keeping track of each and every auto expense. Hold on. Hey, Ed, there's this pop-up on my screen. I can't get rid of it. Can you hear what it's saying? Your computer has alerted us that it is infected with the virus and spyware. This virus is sending your credit card details, 
Facebook login. And- well, Phil, it, it, it looks like your computer might have caught some malware. I recommend you call F1 for help at 208-687-0183. With almost 20 years experience, they know how to get rid of it. Wow, really? What computers do they work on? F1 for Help works with computers running Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. Give them a call at 208-687-0183. Thanks, Ed. I will. Welcome back. So before the break, I mentioned that vehicle expenses can be deducted. A business owner can deduct the cost of operating the vehicle for business only if you require records to prove business usage. In deducting costs, you can eliminate the need to keep records of costs as, you know, gasoline, oil changes and things like that. If you uh, rely on the IRS standard mileage rate of 58 cents per mile in 2019, instead of deducting your actual outlays, but whether you deduct actual costs or use the standard mileage rate, you will still need a record of the business mileage. So before we heard from our friends from F1 for help, I asked Ed to come up with the pros and cons of using a 58 cents per mile, General deduction. See how dry this is? It is. So dry. Uh, I'm sitting actually in a room with a humidifier just because this subject is so dry. Just saying. Uh, 58 cents per mile general deductions versus keeping track of each and every auto expenditure. What did you come up with, Ed? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disappoint you because I drive an electric car, and the company yeah. leases that car. <laughs> So you know, there's, there's no gas reimbursement, and the cost of operating that car is super low, hence the reason why I have an electric car. <clears throat> the other thing is, is I let your batteries die. You know, when I worked with my CPA, at the time we went through this, our cha- challenge, believe it or not, was getting money out of the business into our personal account. I, I have an S-Corp, and at the time, the first CPA that we had, whom I'll also leave nameless, told us that we had to have legitimate business reasons to get that money out. I didn't want to do payroll and suffer all of that extra payroll tax. So we were kind of in a quandary. We had thousands of dollars tied up in the business that we couldn't use over in our personal. We, we just, we were, we were at our loggers heads. We did, we didn't know what to do. So we changed CPAs and the new CPA said, what well, you're an escort Ed. it's your money. It's just a different pocket in the same pair of pants. You just make mm-hmm. estimated tax payments, and otherwise the expenses for re- operating your business come out of the rest of it. So that's when we leased the car to the, to the business, that, and the, that car is exclusively used for business. Um, you know, when we moved here to Coeur d'Alene, we switched to an electric car because I didn't want to keep track of the miles. I didn't want to spend the right. time keeping track of all of that stuff. We, we have to give a number at the end of the year, how many miles we drove. Otherwise the, the leasing for the car is a write off. I just put everything down on a piece of paper. I give it to our CPA and they handle the rest. Do you give on a crumpled piece of paper? Do you at least, uh, put no, a- no, that's the best part. See, my wife does all of my books. <laughs> So I don't even see it. She does all of that. She does it in QuickBooks. The only thing that I have to do is export the file out of QuickBooks and send it to our CPA. That's as close as I get to the accounting system most of the time. So we, in the first part of this episode, we talked about some of the things you cannot deduct, regardless of how legitimate they seem. Um, There are some actual business deductions that you can take. 
Um, while we swap off on this, Ed, you can see the list I'm working off, but I'm going to start with contract labor. You can deduct that at least in anywhere other than Southern California or California. <laughs> uh, many small businesses use freelancers or independent contractors, right? To meet their labor needs. The cost of such contract labor is deduct- deductible, except like I said, unless you live in California, what right? A crazy new law. No, I know. I, I'm Go still ahead. trying to wrap my head around this. They no longer allowed to use contractors. They have to be employees. Yeah, we talked about this off air last week, uh, and you you said I'm going to have to look into this. Well, I did a little digging, and I found out like last fall, it, it was like a year and a half. California's ambitious legislation curbed the use of independent contractors. It was a, the focus of like a bunch of noisy street protests and furious lobbying and fearful newspaper editorials. And now assembly bill five is signed into law and took effect this past January. You cannot have an independent contractor, no 1099 forms. If you're using someone, you have to hire them as an employee. Yeah. And I started writing an episode for my other podcast, the conservatives guide (laughs) to American politics, because I just ripped on California for prop 47 a a few weeks ago. So (laughs) it looks like it's going to be the pick on California summer. So some of the other expenses that you can deduct um, supplies, you know, even though we try to get our businesses to paperless, we still buy supplies. Those supplies are all deductible. The rent on right. your business property, that's deductible. Yep. You can fully deduct the cost of, uh, of rental space, uh, an office, boutique, storefront, factory, other types of facilities, all completely deductible. Yep. 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 You, got, you got utilities, right? Yep. Uh, insurance, that's obvious. The cost of your business owner's policy, malpractice coverage is a something you should uh, have. Airs flood, and flood absolutely, yeah. Exactly. Uh, what, what else you got? Travel, uh, and then the one that we never hope we have to use, but legal and professional. Right, things. right, exactly. Um, I, I was going to say, it seems like a good, a good time, again, to mention our disclaimer. Please check with your CPA or other tax advisor to optimize your deductions to understand how non-deductible items impact your taxes and financial statements, as well as to keep our liability here at the business buffet, nil and or none. Amen. So, Amen. Amen. We, we've been talking about um, deductions, things you can deduct, can't deduct. There are some apps that are actually very helpful. Um, bookkeeping apps uh, for small business owners. And, and we've got a little list, according to Fundera, uh, and you've already mentioned them, QuickBooks, right? you got QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Self-Employed. Uh, one's really good for reporting and one's great for freelancers and contractors. Well, and um, some, some folks, folks that are old school that, uh, you know, QuickBooks Online or QuickBooks Self-Employed are just not enough. So QuickBooks Pro or QuickBooks Enterprise um, mm-hmm. to make the full suite. Honestly, it's not really an accounting system. It's it's a glorified checkbook system. I mean, you, you can't close out right. the period from one period to the next. I, I mean, I've been working in accounting systems for 30 years. Uh, we're appalled that we use QuickBooks, but we do. They're cheap. Yeah, you know, and um, unless you are a CPA 
and are using this stuff all the time and know the ins and outs. These are really just to superficially get you over the hump of tax season with hopefully no audits. Because really, honestly, we, we want to get through the tax season, not have to pay more than we owe, and be done with it, right? Well, the, the nice thing about QuickBooks, and we didn't have this, you know, we, I've used Mass90, Solomon, Great Plains. Uh, I've used several different accounting systems. We didn't have the option with those systems that we have with QuickBooks Online. Uh, QuickBooks mm-hmm. Online, I can just assign my CPA access to my books. But QuickBooks, in their infinite wisdom, they only limit you to having one company if you use the online. Right. So if you want to have a second company, you got to get a whole nother license. And we got like nine companies that we do books for. Right. So right. we have QuickBooks Pro and we run it local. But there again, I can export that file and I can give it to my CPA and he can import it into his QuickBooks. So, you know, I take printed financials when we go to our tax appointment, just had it a month or so ago. Uh, but otherwise it's the downloads and then he just does his magic gives me back a file and and we're ready for the next year so as bad as i talk about quickbooks honestly i don't know that we could do it as easy as we do without it right and it's all about efficiency too and we've talked so much about uh, being efficient in business on this uh, podcast that you know the more efficient the better right absolutely uh again this is according to fundera uh, Wave is another app, and that's uh, really good for bookkeeping, right? Never used uh, Bill dot, yeah, and and mo- a lot of these I haven't heard of, and that's why I, I want to reference Fundera, uh, so you can uh, somebody can go and follow up. But Bill dot com, that's for autom- uh, automating accounts payable and accounts receivable. You've got Bench, which is good for full service bookkeeping. Expensify, that's for handling expense reports. Um, there's HubDoc, that's for document storage, things like that. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We've given you a lot to think about. Most of what people, that sound we heard probably in the middle where everyone clicking off this podcast is so dry and boring. Or their foreheads hitting the keyboard. Yes. (laughs) Or their hand hitting their forehead. Shut the (laughs) hell up. Um, Have you got anything to add before I put a bow on today's? episode. You know, accounting is dry. Accounting is not one of those topics that we like to talk about. But the more organized you are up front, the better, because then you don't have to worry about it. If you don't have a bookkeeper doing your books, if you are running your business and doing your accounting, you are in a world of hurt. Stop doing that. Hire somebody it is so worth your time. I'm lucky my wife does it and I don't pay her. Um, but then again, I don't make any money. She takes it all. So, you know, there's a six to one. Half <laughs> but the fact that I have a qualified bookkeeper who's been doing it for 50 years, managing the books, and she's got a vested interest in the success of the company. I don't worry right. one iota about the books. And that allows me to put all of my attention into the business. So if you're not using a bookkeeper, for goodness sakes, go out there and get one today. And of course, uh, there's a trust aspect that you have. Uh, You have to have a trust aspect at some level to begin with. Uh, It helps uh, in your trust because it's your wife. So that's really good. Um, Running a a small business, uh, of course, brings many challenges. And it's certainly not for the weak. But there are also many upsides, like taking business deductions off your taxes. 
That's what we're talking about today. If you're savvy enough to understand the business tax laws, good for you. That's great. But we both strongly urge you to hire a CPA in almost every case it will save you money, more money than what you pay them, and you're protected. So we are going to uh, end today with the quote of the day. Got a quote this of the, the day? The taxpayer. Yes, I do. You ready for this? This is good. The taxpayer. I really actually want to get your feedback on this. The taxpayer. That's someone who works for the federal government but doesn't have to take the civil service examination. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. I... I had to read that. <laughs> I had to read that over and over before I'm like, ah, that's all of us, right? Okay. <laughs> that's so, it for today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. And remember, you too can be a show sponsor. The bang for your buck is huge. Your company is searchable, and the sponsor spots live in perpetuity. And for one of those sponsors here, Facebook ads, Pinterest, Instagram, chatbots, influencer marketing. Are you a business owner struggling with how to execute on social media? Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene is for you and will take place in Coeur d'Alene June 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Hear social media experts like Mike Alton, Nick Carlita, and Desiree Martinez talk about which platforms are best for you and how to execute proven strategies. Stay ahead of your competition. Visit smwcda.com for more information. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.